Blog Talk Radio. Switch over to tequila then. Ain't that much sugar in that? Yeah. Yeah, let me know which one got less sugar. Let's do some research <laughs> on the sugar content. Because uh, I, I can read uh, the labels my, on the... On, hmm? My favorite. I can read the labels on the juices. Really? Is that low on sugar? There it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, they don't show the sugar content on the whiskey. I can see it on the on the uh, sodas and the juices, but... uh. Mm-hmm. I flip the liquor around. All I see is what proof or what volume it is. Yeah, how strong it is. I know that's right. Oh, you ain't. All right. How you doing tonight, Kevin? One day at a time. That's about what I can say. <laughs> well, you sure can't do two. That's fair. Okay. Some people do try. Do you? Do you? <laughs> yeah, this is true. Uh, Some people do try. Yeah, right. sometimes well, I feel like it's not enough um, hours in a day, but, I mean, I work it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. A lot of times I feel like it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, all right, well, okay. let's get into it. Uh, you got okay. the rundown for us, Kevin? I sure do. We got a lot going on tonight. We got our hot topics tonight. Big changes in the Miss America pageant? Really? Hmm. No bathing suit, no something else. Uh, the gowns, I guess, or something like that. Um, why does Scott Pruitt still have a job? That's what I'm trying to figure out. White mm-hmm. nationalist elected to local GOP office. Also, I hit it and quit it headline. Who is Alice Johnson that Trump granted clemency to? Also, Kelly Sandler leaves White House. Also, two guests kneel during White House events. SC manager pleads guilty to beating black workers. 
Philadelphia 76er uh, president resigns. And last of our hit and quit is future astronaut and daughter win two top honors from Library of Congress. What's popping with Papa Didi? Trump's pardon. It's going to be interesting. Our weird news tonight is Minnesota woman's nasty obituary. Okay. Liquid poo rains on woman and son sitting in car. And also, auto theft suspect arrested with monkey clinging to his shirt. <laughs> I'm just saying with red wine, who does that? Living for the city with Papa Didi. He got a surprise for us tonight. Um, also, Mohammed will wrap up. I'm going to talk about uh, a lot of interesting topics tonight. We'll get into it later. Cocktail of the week is called the Bourbon Lancer. Uh, kiss it list and the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous cookie list. And, of course, you can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 914-803-8306, or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at avajamaparty. Welcome back to the John Party. One of those Papa down here with Kettle. Yo. Hello. Kettle over there jamming. Uh-huh. <laughs> she was feeling that jam. Sure and red wine. Yes. Bonsoir. Once again, a bonsoir. Je okay. suis Ben Rouge. Let's get that out there. All right. All right. Well, let's launch into these hot topics because we got a lot to cover. Okay. Uh, Did you want to say something, Papa, before we start out? Uh, yeah, I do. I I really do. Uh, uh, I know we're gonna cover this in our in our Hollywood celebrity segment, but uh, um, Anthony, uh, how you pronounce the name? Bourdain. 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 You know, I I'm I'm so saddened by that story. I'm I'm uh, such a fan of his. You know. And and I'm gonna um, in my uh, most of the night, my biggest uh, turnover will be where 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 are you in your life? You know, with your mature listening, with your mature understanding, with you just paying attention to the world. Because I think just like drivers out there in the street, some people are just blind, man. They just don't. You know, I'm I'm riding in the street and people riding by you, you know, like 90 miles an hour, you know, and I I don't get it. I don't know whether they enjoy riding, not understand the aspect of life, or maybe never been in a major accident and don't know the impact of a major accident or or what have you. But but uh, when I say where are you to to see things like to listen to a little bit of XM radio and to focus on people like uh, you know Mr. Bodine. 
this man was all over the world. Like, just I mean, he would be on the boat rowing down to Vietnam in a in a little rowboat, you know, to go to a little restaurant somewhere in the middle of the the sweaty Alps of things and into a rainforest just to eat some food right out the swamp. I mean, it was just it was just some unbelievable television, you know. And every week he'd be somewhere different, up in the hills of Thailand and the bottom of, of Vietnam and all over, everywhere. And to look at that and be so intrigued by somebody who has a heart, first of all, because to eat food of all kind of different natures, you got to have a heart to do that. You know, when you just tip dipping raw squid in something and just sucking that down or just out there frying in the in the in the dirt and desert, I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, I just can't elaborate how much this man intrigued me with his with his uh, his, bra- his braveness and his ability to just do anything when it came to eating in foreign places. It was it was crazy. He drank all kinds of beers and homemade wines, and he tried everything. Just unbelievable. God bless him. You know, God bless his family. God bless everybody that meant something to him, and uh, and, and he just, just we 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 really put our our sympathy toward everything he stood for. What a wonderful show! Mm-hmm. I've missed everything about him. Why? Well, if anybody oh. didn't know, he he um we found him unresponsive today in France. Where he was doing um uh, his Hulk Unknown series by, uh, from CNN. They found him unresponsive in um in his hotel room. Because nobody has heard the story. That was breaking news today. So um, that's what so the Papa Beat is talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. amazing. Oh, very sad. Yep. It is. All right, but we're going to get into the article a little later and talk about mental health a little bit too. But uh, um, on another story, the um, big changes for the Miss America pageant. It says uh, the nearly 100 year old Miss America organization has made a major change as part of an effort to refocus the pageant away from the contestants' personal appearance. Oh, really? And toward their goals and achievements. Oh, in seeking to remain uh, relevant under a new group of women leaders, including former Fox News anchor Gretchen Carlson, uh, is looking to reverse uh, declining viewership. Oh, that's the key. So this week, the board of directors unanimously voted to scrap the swimsuit event and replace it with televised interviews with contestants. The news was largely applauded by former Miss America, but not all. So while some former winners called the change long overdue, at least one argued that it has been um, a fundamental part of the pageant's history. So winners from 2013 and 2015 applauded and agreed with the change, saying, you don't need to put on a swimsuit to prove your physical fit or beautiful, that you're beautiful. So um, the swimsuit competition dates to the found, uh, founding of the crowning of Miss America in 1921. Wow. As a bathing beauty uh, review in Atlantic City, New Jersey. The debate over the um, competition has lasted almost this long. Wow. Interesting. So what you think about it, Papa? What, what what you think? Well, I tell you what I think, and I think this, uh-uh. <laughs> based on the opinion of, of males and females that I've seen, mm-hmm. and I'm in agreement with them, 
I've heard some females on TV saying they want to watch some booty and things like that, okay? So it's not really, it's not a sexual thing. It's just a traditional thing, you know? You just want to see how well people can upkeep their body and everything else, you know? I mean, I think that's part of it. I think they're changing with the times, though. Yeah, but no, no, ain't got to do it at times. I think this goes back, I mean, this is just my opinion. This goes back to who's running it now, okay? The lady who ran, well, who, who's running it now, the one you was talking about. Remember, remember the one, mm-hmm. you, what's her name again? The one that who's running things? Gretchen. Gretchen. Now, Gretchen was once a Miss America champion, all right? But mm-hmm. Gretchen was mm-hmm. caught up in a situation with Fox News. And she won an mm-hmm. award. She won a lump sum. But she's filthy, dirty rich now based on the lawsuit she got from Fox and everything else. Now, in order mm-hmm. to upkeep with her lawsuit, she has to keep her nose clean as well by not dipping herself into the raunchy pool, so to speak. So oh. she's staying she's 10 miles away from it because now she's paid. Now that bank account don't say, you know, like maybe – Ten thousand dollars no more. It says like one million, four million two hundred and five. She's got to project the life and the image of what her bank account tells her to act. So therefore, she's doing that accordingly. And now, being the fact she's running things, recent winners are going down with her because they're trying to stay on the right side of right or right side of white or however you want to put it. And they're trying to agree with things too, so they can stay politically correct. But in my opinion. This is only going to last for one year because male and females want to see some booty, some ass, some titties, and some shape and how you look and how you shake and how you move. That's how it's been. That's what you look forward to in a Miss America pageant. And it's got nothing to do with sex. Don't get it twisted. If, you got, if you're going to win something, then you need to – you ask Vanessa Williams – that's part of you. If I was singing or dancing or anything, that's like telling dancers to, to dance fully dressed, or telling track and field stars to run around with a, you know, fully dressed. Track stars nowadays know to win. Hell, them girls out there with panties on anymore, <laughs> because everybody wants the best edge to win. If you're gonna win, if just like a football player, if you're gonna work out on a Sunday morning and get yourself tight, and the other dude ain't working out, he gonna knock you on your ass. So if the mm-hmm. other person, if the other lady works out more, gets her body right, she ain't got to have a fat booty. She ain't got have anything. She could be known for her legs. One could be known for her torso. One could be known for her breasts. People don't look at just one thing on a female in a bikini. Some people like the legs. Some people like the titties. Some like the ass. Some like the waistline. Some people like the, the back thighs or whatever. You know, when you put heels on something, hell, everything look good. But anyway... I'm just saying, it's only going to last one year, and they're going to go back to it, I'm telling you, because there's too many people out here that got that desire to see some skin on a pageant. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How about that? What you, well, what, what you think, Redwine? Uh-oh. If, if I may. She's politically correct. I, no, it's not about being politically correct. Mm. I, I'm frankly glad they got rid of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't yeah, go ahead. I'm glad they got rid of the swimsuit thing because I do feel like, you know, you're putting women on display to be judged by their physical characteristics when a lot of that pageant, um, as far as the what the points, if you want to look at the point value of that, it was only 10% of the whole competition. So, I mean, while people may enjoy looking at that, you just want to see all that, go hang out at the beach. 
I'm saying I don't see why these women have to walk around in heels and swimsuits. Nobody does that in real life, for one thing. But you're downplaying the situation. We no, I'm, I said just, that's my the, opinion. But you're putting a sexual overtone on that it. That is don't my that. opinion, to which I am entitled. I and all I'm saying. saying is that in real life, women, in most cases, do not walk around in bikinis with heels. So to parade around in an unrealistic situation, just to display how nice you may or may not look, I don't see the purpose of it other than to satisfy those that want to see it. And it's I'm not, saying I don't see well, why they need to be satisfied. I don't think the satisfaction, see, when you say that, you're contradicting Vanessa Williams, first of all. This woman had, no, a, she had a banging body as well as a wonderful voice. A lot of them do. And okay, I'm saying that so. why put the focus on that? Focus on the talent. Focus on their knowledge. Let them answer the question about what would you do in whatever situation. Let them focus on their talent. If they sing, dance, play an instrument, do magic, whatever it is that they do, let's be entertained by that. Right, but but that's but, just my but opinion. Just I'm not debating here. it. Let me that's say my this opinion. Here. That's why you said it was a percentage of the contest. Right. Because if somebody can't sing, then they got a banging body that may bring up their score. Because the person that can sing ain't taking the time to take care of her body. So, therefore, you should leave that in there as another. And now we're going to judge on this, just on the clothes. And, and let me say another thing. As long as you ain't doing no bathing suit, you better keep that in Atlantic City. Because you take it to Vegas, uh, it's going to be an empty room. Because Vegas people want to see some skin. What, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Probably okay? so. Okay? So, you ain't going to sell that non-bathing suit thing in Atlantic City. But I'm just saying, well, it's they're not talking about, about allowing women of other sizes too. So if you start talking about that, see, that's larger what I'm women and all, right. larger and, women and don't want to be parading around see, in heels in a swimsuit. Well, then, see, 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 you can't agree with all the. I'm agreeing with them getting what is rid the of tradition? the swimsuit competition. We're getting rid of t- t- tradition. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that's why the world is what it is today. That's why the world is what it is today because we're getting rid of all the traditions that are are going on, and we're letting the next generation take over what it is. Like I said, the owner of this, the one that runs it now, the the young lady that runs it now, Gretchen, is only being politically correct because she's got a ton of money, and she wants the money in the bank. What's your opinion on this, Kevin? (laughs) I say let it ride. I say just. I, I wouldn't yeah, take it because that's, that's, that's what it's about. That's why people that's, watch it. Male and female, like Papa said. That's I mean, right. It's, it's, it's just what it is. And then and the um, nightgown, I mean, not the nightgown, this man, the, the, um, uh-huh. uh, the gowns and also, that's why they watch it. Mm-hmm. And when I saw so, them, and uh, ask the different people, Kettle, sorry to cut you off. When I saw them ask a group of women in a crowd that, uh-oh, we're getting some feedback, Kevin. Yeah, something's squeaking. Sorry about that. Okay, my bad. Okay, go ahead, Papa Dini. When they asked a group of women how they felt, and when the women said that they want to see, you know, the bodies and all that, and like I said, it wasn't even a sexual thing. It's just that they want to compare that to themselves. Because people want to look at TV as if you're looking at a, a, you're looking at a, if you got a little little weight on you, you look at TV and you say, "Wow, boy, look at that boy. She's got a nice body." And people got to take the sexual aspect out of it. And the and the lady Gretchen, I'm saying it, sir. Gretchen is trying to keep everything far away from it. She's she's dried up. She's a prune. 
But she's got 40 years on her. her. You know. It's a board of directors. Uh, yeah. The, I guess the chairman or yeah, something. Yeah, let's analyze their age, honey, because something's going on. Anyway. Somebody done lost here. What do you call it? Trustossil? Trustossin? Whatever. Anyway. Yeah, that's a bad idea. It'll last for one year. I give it one year and it'll be back. <laughs> okay. It'll be back. Yeah, we'll see. So that's your opinion, Kettle. Yeah. Let it ride, huh? Leave well enough alone. Let it ride. Yeah, yeah. Bring it back. If it ain't broke, bring it back. It. I think it should be topless anyway. Oh, God. Uh, that's a whole other page. Next subject. Uh, let's talk about the Scott Pruitt. What's up with him? <laughs> Scott Pruitt. Oh, Lord, he's a mess. If ever there was a hot mess. He's a mess. Picture in the dictionary, it would be Scott Pruitt's picture next to the definition of a hot mess. This man, of course, is the EPA uh, Environmental Protection Agency Administrator. Now, Mm -hmm. he's been busted for so many things, but yet this man still has a job. And that's what I'm trying to understand. How can you be busted for all the stuff you do but still keep your job? Now, he just recently got exposed for asking members of his 24-7 security detail to run personal errands for him. They do things like go get his dry cleaning, and one uh, one person reported that they had him uh, or that he had them going around searching for his favorite moisturizing lotion that comes from Ritz-Carlton Hotels. Now, this is what somebody, two people actually, said uh, anonymously because I guess they don't want to lose their job. But he's also enlisted agency staff people to do things like apartment hunting, securing mattresses for his personal use, and now he's facing congressional scrutiny over an expanding number of spending and management decisions, which we already knew about, like that expensive door he put in his office and all this stuff. I'm still trying to understand why does he need a 24-7 security detail? So anyway, uh, the story goes on to talk about that federal rules uh, prohibit public officials from receiving gifts from subordinates, which includes unpaid services, and that would extend into doing personal favors that would have some kind of monetary value. So again, I'm saying, why does this man still have a job? Now, the EPA issued a statement saying that uh, Pruitt follows the same security protocol whether he's in his personal or official capacity. But that doesn't have anything to do with what he's been doing. I don't even know why they bothered to issue that statement. It seems irrelevant to me. But there isn't. they do offer an explanation about him having this round-the-clock security because other heads of government agencies don't. But he claims that he has security round-the-clock because of the unprecedented number of threatening comments such as a group that this week tweeted out his home address in Tulsa. I'm like, okay, somebody found your home address and tweeted it out. So you feel threatened enough that now you need 24-7 Secret Service protection? I'm not following it. So that's just kind of the shenanigans that's going on. You know know about him flying in first class and for short trips when he could have gone coach which now he claims he only flies coach now, but this is now. He already got busted for the other stuff. And they said that uh, this protective detail he has, all this security, it costs $3.5 million just in his first year in the job of taxpayer money. $3.5 million How much? to protect this. $3.5 million? Three, 
$3.5 million just on 24-7 security for one year for him so far. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm, my mind is blown why this He's man still has list. a job. You know, on the kiss it list. <laughs> <laughs> Please put him on the kiss it list. You know, mm-hmm. you got your security people going to get your dry cleaning and whatnot. So apparently you must not feel too at risk if you can spare your security detail to go get your dry cleaning. <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, crazy. And one of his, uh, at least two of his staff people now have quit. I guess they said they want out of this mess before it gets any worse and the crap comes out of that fan and hits them. So uh, the second one, uh, Sarah Greenwald, she has, uh, as of Wednesday, said she's leaving. She's going back to Oklahoma to work for the state government. She said, I got to get out. (laughs) Uh, 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 Crazy. Yeah, and the other one who quit was um, Millian Hupp. Uh, mm-hmm. gave her notice last, uh, let's see, her last day was today. She's the one that he had searching for multiple apartments and booking private travel and looking for mattresses that he wanted. Now, get this one. He was had her looking for mattresses that are only available at Trump International Hotel. Mm-hmm. And he wanted, apparently he wanted one, so he had her trying to find some discount mattress or something. So she's had enough. The other one, Sarah Greenwald, she had enough. I'm just wondering when mm-hmm. is the Congress going to say they've had enough of Scott Pruitt? And he still has a job. Yep, still has a job. Mm-hmm. Go I figure. Think, I think they think it's okay. You know, the Donald Trumps of the world, they think it's okay, you know, for him to spend the money like that. But he's he's going to have to end up resigning. That's what's going to happen. Once they say "quote unquote" investigation, up hey, I, I resign. <laughs> That's what usually happens. One of the Democrats from Delaware already called for his resignation, but that, I guess that's not going anywhere. Mhm. Yeah. Crazy. Oh well. So that's the continuing shenanigans of Scott Pruitt. Anyway, keep it moving. He's a person ain't never had nothing. So now he's trying to have it all. Probably came up in a trailer park somewhere, some old backwoods, and now he can't believe all the luxury that he sees and has, and he's just like a kid in a candy store. Hmm. But he'll be all right because then this too will come to pass. So. Yeah, I'm sure he'll land on his feet like a cat. That's what they do. Yeah, well, that's what the public eye, but you never know what's going on inside. Anyway, I got a story here about this white nationalist who was elected to a local uh, GOP office. Um, this white nationalist, his name is uh, James, what do you how you pronounce it? Osimus? Opus? I don't know. Opus. Ossip. We call him Ossip. Okay. James Ossip is now an elected official in the Republican Party of Washington State. Over the weekend, Ossip, um, he posted a Facebook photo uh Showing a piece of paper confirming his election. Here's another person never had nothing. Okay, hmm. he's showing a piece of paper. He was elected as GOP official. You know, because people just ain't getting out. And he's in the corner of the world where nobody cares about. You know, the corner of Washington State. Anyway, uh, piece of paper saying that he was a uh, GOP uh, precinct uh, committee officer. 
for Precinct 129, is which is in Whitman mean? County. It's almost like an alter, alderman position. Oh. And he's flying high because he's got take, he was able to take all his racism in there with him. So the precinct committee officer is certainly not a high-level official, but uh, Whitman County Facebook page calls PC, PCOs, as they call it abbreviation-wise, the backbone of the Republican Party. Oh, they no. they elect the Republican leadership in their, in their communities, according to another uh, Washington GOP uh, county website. Also, uh, who graduated from Washington State University. So he's all Washington. All He's all in. He graduated from Washington State University in 2017, where once served as the chairman of the Washington College Republican Federation and was an advisor in the Students for Trump group on campus. So they had a Students for Trump group. <laughs> anyway, also has outspoken about his anti-immigration, anti-stomatic views. He's viewed on his uh, YouTube page showing that he marched in the uh, – Unite the Right White Supremacist Rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, last August. Oh. He attended a free speech rally in Washington D.C. and uh, last year, that he was a featured speaker, including in a uh, white nationalist leader. With Richard Spencer, had him as a uh, one of his main speakers, one of his featured speakers. So anyway, this is a, a racist white dude up out of uh, Washington State, just to put in slang terms, that uh, got a little political office up there in Washington State, and he act like he's the president up there. I'm sure he's arrogant, belligerent, and everything else that comes with that type of attitude. And he's up there raising hell. So remember the name. His, his name is spelled A-L-L-S-U-P. Remember the name because this boy is gathering little pebbles, and he's going to turn to rocks. And by the time he get to D.C., it's going to be brick. So watch out for his little ass. What's his first name? I'm putting him on the kiss-it list. His name is uh, James Alsop, A-L-L-S-U-P. Got it. You're on the kiss-it list, James. He probably likes to be called Jimbo. Oh, Jim. Jimmy. Bo. Jimbo. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Jimbo. That's his story. Mm-mm. Well, if y'all got any questions about Jimbo, hit us up tonight, 914 uh, man, 4306, right? <laughs> Go press one. Okay, no more cocktails for me. That's the bottom. Not at all. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break and come right back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party Show. Be right back. You're in the right place at the right time. It's the Pajama Party. www.apajamaparty.com. Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Don't just sit there yelling at the air. You've got an opinion? We want to hear it, too. Dial 914-803-4306. That's 914-803-4306. Don't let us have all the fun by ourselves. We've got room for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Operators are standing by. Well, they're lounging on pillows, but they're waiting for your calls. So call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Oh, you want to throw pillows? Welcome back to the pajama party, Chef. I just stole the mic from Papa Didi. This All is right. Red Wine. Right. I'm here with Kettle. All right, hello. (laughs) 
and Papa Didi. All right, I'm back. So. Yeah, so you might. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, hit it and quit it headlines. We have. Um, I want to. I'm. I'm going first. I want to talk about this lady, Alice Marie Johnson, that was recently pardoned by uh, 45. This is the lady who Kim Kardashian got involved with and, uh, I guess, facilitated this whole thing. So, anyway, Trump uh, granted clemency to Alice Marie Johnson, who's a great-grandmother, who was sentenced to life in prison for nonviolent drug charges. And uh, she got out just one week after Kim Kardashian West visited the Oval Office to discuss the case with uh, 45, Mr. T, that's the other Mr. T with the orange hair. Uh, the news of the clemency was first reported on Wednesday, and Johnson, who's now 63, originally was arrested in 1993 and convicted of a drug conspiracy uh, and money laundering in 1996. So she became involved with cocaine dealers after she lost her job, and her son was killed, and she and her husband were divorced, and the home was foreclosed on. So, you know, she had all of that going on, and I guess, you know, I don't know, maybe out of desperation, she did what she thought she had to do to try to make some money, and, uh, of course, she got busted. So she was serving a life sentence without any parole. That seems kind of harsh for a nonviolent crime, but... You know, she does say, yes, I know I did something wrong, but, you know, it was a bad choice and it cost her her life. And then uh, she had a video that she, uh, Kim Kardashian saw and uh, just felt like it was unfair. And she decided to make it her personal case to try to help this lady. So Kim involved a lawyer named Sean Holly to work on getting clemency for Johnson and Centoya Brown, who's also serving life in prison for a murder that she committed when she was 16. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, uh, the, the other person, Centoya Brown, say, is said to have shot this 43-year-old man because she was afraid for her life and she was a victim of sex trafficking. So at the age of 16, if this person was, you know, had kidnapped her or whatever he was doing to involve her in sex trafficking, she shot and killed a man, I guess, to protect herself. So it sounds like self-defense to me, but yet she's in jail for life. Mm-hmm. So Kim, Kim Kardashian West is trying to help her as well. So Ms. Johnson said that she became a model prisoner and had the support of the warden and other government officials in her bid for release. And so it all worked out. So she she ended up doing 20 years. So she's very grateful to Kim Kardashian West and also to Mr. 45 and said that uh, Kim literally helped to save her life and restore her back to her family. And she's saying that now she's going to do all she can to help other people that are in that situation. So congratulations to Miss Alice Marie Johnson, and I hope the other young lady, Centoya Brown, is able to get out as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be nice. I thought it was only just her. I didn't realize it was somebody else also. So. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, some, like of, these, you said, some of these cases... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry about it. But, you know, some of these cases we got to really look at with a grain of salt. You know, we have to look at them down the, down the even line from the beginning, mm-hmm. especially the ones that are murder and the ones that got high drug. When I say high drug, I mean people that are distributing... You know, there were cocaine traffickers and stuff like that. You know, these people was in, they was in the middle of some heavy stuff. You know what I mean? Heavy, illegal stuff. Even though the the time may not have matched the crime, but we can't just, we can't let them out and act like they didn't never do anything. You know what I mean? You We can't walk on the, the side of denial because especially when you kill somebody, when you kill somebody, you was under a trial with, 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 uh, with peers and jury and everything, and the jury saw the fact that this, this lady murdered their person. It's not about the man, woman, the situation, circumstances. It's actually what the jury concluded in that particular trial. And, and you have to understand why and the evidence and everything else. You can't look at the backstory and look at the, 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 the outside floating aspect and say, well, wow, well, maybe okay, that person's still dead, you know, still dead. And, and we have to look at this. If you don't know the circumstances, you can't 20 years later say, well, she's an angel. You know, she's a murderer. Oh, nobody said that. She's a murderer. Nobody is saying that at okay, all. Well, the, I'm just saying that if, if someone is forcing a 16-year-old into a prostituting life and she shoots this person trying to get away from Well, them, how do you know that's the story? That's the story that was given. Yeah, but you didn't. Well, you should go read the, read the transcript of the trial. And I'm not her defense attorney. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. telling you this is the information. So I'm not saying whether it was right or not. Just, but I'm, I'm saying just, if that is true, then I do think that that would look like self-defense. Well, Now, I said if. You have to read a transcript of the I trial and get the real story. The magic word is if. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you that Trump will let people go on a drug thing, but he ain't going to let nobody to murder somebody go. I, I, I'm yet to see that. That's, he got bodies buried. All right, all right. Well, I'm just saying. I don't think you're gonna see him letting it go. That that Lena, Lena, you talking about? I don't know. It, that's a little more evidence reading to find out whether or not that was a scoop. Because well, you sound like you're condemning her, and I'm, I'm saying that if it was I'm, I'm looking at the truth. I want people to be let go. Oh, you read the whole thing? You know? I didn't read it all. I'm just I'm saying not, that. Well. He's dead. You already throwing the dirt in the hole. He's I'm dead saying, and she's alive. And I said, if. Anyway, what were you about to say, Kettle? Yeah. No, I wasn't coming. I, I'm, I'm just quiet. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to understand what the hell is going on. He's dead. He's dead. Uh-uh. I can understand the drug thing, you know, especially the marijuana thing. Somebody been in jail 20 years for marijuana, let them all out. You know, but people have been mm-hmm. there for crack, crack selling, and 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 heroin, and cocaine. Those are whole different type of drugs, right there. You really, you know. And you I'm just saying, if it's self defense, then that's a whole. Yeah, thing. but that murder thing is a whole nother. You need to put that in a whole nother ball game. Well, that's that's why I said I keep saying if, capital I, capital mm-hmm. F. If it was self defense, mm-hmm. then it should be reevaluated. Right. Well, That's my true. If she, him him in the, if she shot him in the what? Yeah. If she shot him in the what? If she shot him in the back or the back of his head, I mean, you know, maybe he had a chance to get uh-huh. away. If she decided to, right. you know, but like I said, that's that's a 
horse with another color. Anyway, go ahead, Captain. I was going to say about Alice Johnson that um, her term as far as 20 years to life or 25 years to life, just for that, um, I'm not saying it was petty, but it's just I just feel as if they put her on a different platform. They put her as the, like, quote, unquote, king pin. I think sometimes that they just want to just get somebody and, and leave them in jail to rot instead of getting the bigger person. I think there was somebody bigger than her. She was just running the drugs for that person. And, mm-hmm. you know, they they letting that bigger person go and say, okay, we're going to give you 25 years of life, and that bigger person is gone. You know, that's true. They, they claim they claim that she's the the head pin, the king pin. I don't believe that. And she said, I believe she is really going to be an advocate for um, people in jail for that long period of time for that particular thing that they did. If it's drugs back in the day, let it be ten, fifteen years, and and and, and let them get on with their lives. That's back in the day. That's little penny any stuff. Now you're legalizing uh, marijuana and stuff like that. This petty stuff that they were pushing, you know. So. They got to reevaluate some of these cases that people did twenty five years of life on a marijuana charge. Really, give me a break. This is yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but you know, in the in the, in the I think in the future a lot of things need to be reevaluated. There's a lot of sure. um, a lot of stuff, a lot of so I won't elaborate. But there's a lot of things going on today that are outdated. There's a lot of stuff that's. Uh, People need to look at a little stronger, look and see who's really responsible. Because when you see these different, you know, as an example, you know, the different teachers running away with the students, you know, these different cases have been mm-hmm. popping up with that. Mm-hmm. Soccer teacher mm-hmm. running away with the such and such. You know, and when they go to capture the couple, all of a sudden the, the person, the adult is arrested, but the child is able to run back to the mother, but the child ran off with the teacher. So I'm trying to figure out how does how does the child get to make that transformation? You know, I don't understand without having any responsibility of the situation. You know what I mean? Right. But right. as long as they're as long as they're underage, they'll say, Okay, we captured you, you go back to your mother and you go to jail. Well, she may have been the aggressor in the relationship. She may have you know, you know what I'm saying? You you can't right. downplay because these kids are mature as hell these days. You know, I'm not saying that's the situation, but if she didn't go in, if she didn't run off in handcuffs with him, then, you know, you got to see whether or not, what the hell really went on with that, you know? She could have been just as aggressive with him on the run. But then when he mm-hmm. come back, you know, oh, you can go back to mommy, everything is cool, but you, you're going to jail. I, I don't know. Well, that's, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. Yeah. That's a whole other yeah. story. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. You can come back and put those curlers, thin curlers and rollers in your hair. Anyway. All right. Everything copacetic over there? Yeah, yeah, red red wine. She she farted. Anyway. uh, Oh, my goodness. Okay. Anyway, what else you got, Kettle? Kelly. Kelly Sadler. Might have put on a kiss list. Leaves White House unclear if related to backlash over the McCain um, comment. Of course, Kelly Sadler has left the White House, where she served as a communications aide. Um, 
she has left. She has left. Kelly Sadler is no longer employed within the executive office of the president. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It was unclear whether Sadler's departure was specifically tied to her comment about Arizona Senator John Cain's brain cancer, which triggered um, widespread backlash. They were in a roundtable discussion, and somebody told it. I mean, come on now. You, how do people talk like that? That have respect for for themselves or the, that person. I'm sorry, she should have what? Oh, I said she needed to go anyway, and I think that's what it was about. They just wanted to lay low and make it look like, oh, she just left because she was going to do something else. I agree. Mm-hmm. So, um... It also goes on to say the news of Sadler's departure came shortly after Fox News learned that several White House communications staffers were informed in closed-door meetings that a major purge of their ranks was imminent. No, boy, really? Yeah, they called it a purge. They said neither Sadler nor the White House issued a public apology for the remark, um, even after it attracted widespread. Condemnation. Sandler's reportedly called McCain's daughter Megan to privately apologize. Really? He should be apologizing to him, not the damn daughter. Shit, what the, what exactly. the hell? What the hell is wrong with these damn people? I wish I knew. These people are crazy. Something's really wrong with them. They just don't know what okay. to say out their daggone mouth. How can anybody, the way, you know, the way we don't know, we know we all going to die, we just don't know when. How can anybody living say that anybody living that he about to die when you can go out there and get hit by a damn bus? And you know, well, she was just insensitive and rude. Right, but I'm saying, what my question is, how can how can she even how can anybody say that somebody's about to die? Hell, you don't. How many times have the 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 little young girl with the old man? The old man, I lived a young girl. Uh-huh. You know, because she's all on drugs and he's 90 years old and he's just trying to get his feet rubbed, you know. And she's she taking money from him and buying her drug and all of a sudden she croaked of a heart attack from the meth. And he's, you know, he's buried three little young chicks. Oh, Lord, you and your scenarios. <laughs> anyway. Okay, well, I say goodbye to bad rubbish on that one. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next to the news, the Philadelphia 76ers, their their president, he was actually the uh, yeah president of basketball operations. He resigned, you know, just like a typical rich person. This man, uh, his name what was his name uh, Brian uh, Caligolo or Col- was it Colangelo? Yeah, Brian Colangelo. He was like um, he was the president of uh, basketball operations. You know, like typical rich people, he got about four or five phones and four or five uh, anonymous uh, Twitter accounts, and like most people do, I guess some people do undercover. So he's sending out different tweets based on how he felt about players and his own players and all. I guess some people just got to get stuff off their chest inadvertently. I, I don't understand it. I don't know. You you know, sometimes you, if you, you got too much on your mind if you always got to get something off your chest. Uh, I don't know what's up with that. But he's sending out tweets saying that uh, one of his players was this and that, and I don't know why we pay. Well, I don't know why the Sixers paid that much money for this guy when he got bad feet and sent all these tweets 
about his own team and come to find out it was him. Because after a while, it kind of caught up with itself because, you know, your transportation and your little, your numbers and your, uh, what do you call the thing on the computer, your routing number, it's all going to get back to you after a while. Somebody could investigate and say, well, where's that name come from? Who's that registered to? You know, because when you go on Twitter to register something, you, it's very rare you can give them an alias, you know. These days, nowadays, if you didn't, if you didn't tune into a social media thing long time ago, nowadays you almost got to give them everything when you get on there. Required. They got the red dot saying, this is required. We need your last name. Required. Required. That's right. So, anyway, he's a, he's a jerk-off, you know, and uh, he lost a good job. You know, he was the... Um, well, they said that after the investigation, it was his wife that did it. Well, he, but it's him putting the information. Right. Just like Trump. I don't think Trump types his own tweets. Yes, he he probably got some little young police. Are you kidding me? No, he's he's a billionaire. I'm not going to debate this. He's a billionaire. He yes, don't he do, does. He don't Because that's do what he anything. loves doing. He gets off on it. And you think he types that? I'm telling you, he gets off on it. Oh, Redwine, we've been through this before. I know we have, and I don't know why you don't believe that he does that stuff. If I was a billionaire, I wouldn't be putting my thumbs to nothing. That's because you don't care about that kind of stuff. No, I mean, I wouldn't be. He is so deeply involved and engrossed. You're changing the narrative. With that I, I'm crap. saying I wouldn't put my thumbs to anything as far as labor. Somebody would be doing stuff. People would be shining my shoes, wiping my ass if I was a billionaire. Okay. If somebody's wiping my ass, then why would I be doing my own That's food? like billionaires who cook their own food because they love cooking. My question They could is hire a hundred chefs, but they do it themselves. Why would for the I love of it? Why would I send out my own tweets when somebody's already wiping my ass and brushing my Because he loves it. Oh, red wine, you're so out of touch. <laughs> you you're in fantasy land. Anyway. If you think somebody's running around with him at three yeah, four in the morning, five in the morning, somebody's right there beside him yeah. on Twitter. Why not? He's That's a billionaire. Yes. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Kettle. <laughs> Kettle, are you there? Yeah. If you was a billionaire, if you was a billionaire, uh-huh. don't ask her this. How you know that? Would somebody be wiping your ass? Bubble, bubble, bubble. Wouldn't it be a lot of things that you would not be doing? There's a lot of things I would be doing though with all that money. At three o'clock in the morning, would you be in front of a stove cooking yourself a snack? No, my chef would no. be cooking it. Thank you. <laughs> I said everybody's different. Mm-hmm. People do what they enjoy doing. Oh, red wine. She's so out of touch. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> and remember, this is the one that agrees with you know, the burlap sack on the Miss America pageant. I didn't say burlap. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, nice, I got a nice blue anyway, burlap Anyway, the sack. issue I had with, Cal- what's his name? Caligula? Calangula? Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that he's he's letting his wife take the hit for this, and he's saying that they're saying, well, she had to have gotten information from you, and I'm assuming, of okay, course. if you come home and you're talking about all oh, these players, they do this, they do that. I'm sure he said stuff and told her stuff, but he's coming out talking about, well, I did it because I was defending my husband and all this kind of stuff, and I'm like, wait a minute. So is yeah, really is this for real yeah. or is she just taking the hit about all of the stuff that he did? It just makes me wonder. It doesn't seem quite right to me. So I don't know. 
anyway, we'll keep, we'll keep it moving. Yeah, I got For him sure. on the kiss it list. Should have had his Uh-oh. wife too, but I'm just leaving it at that. All right. Um, is it me? Okay. South Carolina manager has pleaded guilty to beating a black worker and not paying this man for years. Now, this is this guy named, yeah, this is a crazy story. John Christopher Smith is the black man who suffered in silence as his manager from a South Carolina restaurant physically abused him and forced him to work over 100 hours a week without pay. Now, the black man who was abused, his name is Bobby Paul Edwards. He's 53. No, I'm sorry. The black man is John Christopher Smith. The white guy who was taking advantage of him, his name is Bobby Paul Edwards. He's 53. He used violence, threats, and intimidation on the black employee who worked at the eatery in Conway, uh, South Carolina. Conway. Conway. Wow. He hurled racial epithets epithets at him, beat him with a belt, hit him with pots and pans. And this week, Edwards pleaded guilty to at least one count of forced labor in these incidents, which uh, allegedly happened when he managed the restaurant between 2009 and 2014. Now, Mr. Smith has disabilities, intellectual, mental, whatever disabilities, and he was afraid of losing his job. So because of that and his mental disability, Edwards used all of that against him, had him stand in some little back room behind the restaurant. He would burn his bare neck with hot tongs to make him work faster, beat him with pots and stuff, punched him with his fist, hit him with a belt, all kind of stuff to make this man work faster. And the reason why it got exposed is because one of the regular customers started noticing all these marks on this brother and knew that this man had, you know, some mental uh, incapacity and was wondering, like, what's going on? How is he getting all beat up, scarred up, burned up? What's happening? And he reported it. So investigators came in there, and that's how the whole thing got exposed. So this man was basically running like modern-day slavery, against his brother. He beat him, intimidated him, called him everything but a child of God in his name, and didn't pay him, had him working like 100 hours a week. This is insanity. This is slavery. So the NAACP got involved, and um, right now this guy Edwards is facing up to 20 years in in prison when he gets sentenced. He's also facing a $250,000 maximum fine and mandatory restitution to the victim. So it's still not been determined if or when he will be sentenced. So we'll have to keep an eye on this one. But this guy, Edwards, Bobby Paul Edwards, he's on the kiss list. Just a beast, a brutal beast trying to be a slave owner. Mm, mm, mm. That's just crazy. Make sure we put him on the kiss it list ten times over. Yeah, I'm gonna put him on. That's there. ridiculous. That just doesn't make any. I mean, you you would you wouldn't think modern day stuff like that is going on like that. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, they were uh, saying that between sex trafficking, uh, forced prostitution, this kind of stuff. This stuff goes on all the time right here in the United States. 
let alone mm. in other countries. Wow. Crazy. All right. Don't keep it moving. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a little story. Uh, mm-hmm. Back in the day, they used to gang war in, in, in Philly where I grew up. And um, in, in the loot of my safety, my parents would send me to visit my uncle every summer in Florence, South Carolina, back in the country. And Florence was not that far from Myrtle Beach. So we would go to Myrtle Beach, you know, some days for entertainment or the weekend or whatever, just as a family outing with my uncle, my aunt, and and my cousins and all. And down by Myrtle Beach, right next to Myrtle Beach, was a little town called Conway, which is where that happened at. So I hung out in Conway as a little boy. Conway was a little small town right there by the beach that black folks dominated. I knew, actually knew some people in Conway, some friends I had from being down with my cousins year after year in uh, South Carolina. And there were two different entrances to Myrtle Beach back in the day. One was called Myrtle Beach, the other was called Atlantic Beach. And that was a little staircase that led to a stairwell that led down to the beach where the black folks were. We went to Atlantic Beach and the white folks went over to Myrtle Beach which at the while you're both in the same damn water, so what kind of sense does that make? <laughs> but anyway, make a long story short, um, now Conway has all kinds of luxury condos and everything else now because white folks have infiltrated the Myrtle Beach like nobody's business. They got golf courses and everything else up there. You wouldn't even recognize it now based on back when I was up there maybe in, I would say, 1975, 74, 73, you know, back in, maybe back when I was maybe 13, 14, 15 years old. And um, so the whole culmination, when I hear people talk about an area that I used to visit as a kid where Conway was predominantly black, and now it has all kinds of skyscraper buildings that overlook the beach because Conway, Conway is the backdrop of Myrtle Beach. And now you couldn't even buy a house in Conway unless you got some kind of deal or some type of a timeshare or what have you. But I just want to elaborate the fact that as a young boy, I spent time in that very same town of Conway, South Carolina. So I'm very familiar with that area. So anyway, that's my story on that. Okay. Interesting. But it's so sad how our, and, and, and obviously this man was being abused by one of the, you know, the old school white men, you know, who racism was no big deal to them, you know? Yeah. That's guys their only way. 53. Exactly. Right. Oh, well, this is some stuff well, that's middle, been handed his, down. His middle deficiencies, you got to figure why is he working? What is the guy providing for him? Maybe provide him a little apartment somewhere on the property. Yeah, he had a room in the yeah. back of the restaurant. Exactly, right. He let him stay and there. And you got to figure what what is in it for him? And he thought that if he was going, I will kick you out. You had nowhere to live. You know, to put somebody under some kind of torture like that just so you can maintain. Because the man being a mean ass, he had no other employees to rely on anyway. So, therefore, he was a meanie. And, uh, I mean, it's just deep. You know, like, I'm, I'll, I'll talk about it here in, in a moment. But, yeah, we still got another. Yeah, Kevin, you got the last one. What you got for us? Okay. Maybe something on a better note. Because I'm telling you, this, this stuff is just getting crazy, getting out of hand. The crazy stuff that people yeah. do. You wouldn't think in this time and age. Um, A future astronaut, a daughter um, healing from loss, win top honors from Library Congress. Akosha Haynes, 10, 
wrote a letter to Margaret Lee Shetterly, author of Hidden Figures, the story of the African-American woman who helped win the space race, um, letting Shetterly know her um, book solidified Acosta's decision to become a NASA astronaut. So um, Riley Page Johnson, 13, wrote a letter to Gabriel Zevin, author of Elsewhere, thanking Zevin for helping her heal after the sudden death of her mother. So the letters, uh, each a thing of beauty, were part of a Library of Congress writing contest that invites 4th through 12th graders to write to authors and let them know the impact of their work. Close to 47,000 students from across the United States entered this year's contest, which began a quarter century ago. So out of those 10,000s of letters, Akosha and Wiley each brought home first place wins. Akosha, a fifth grader at St. Thomas, the Apostle School in High Park, won the fourth and uh, fourth through sixth grade division, and Riley, a seventh grader at the White D. Eisenhower Junior High School in Hoffman, the states won the seventh and eighth grade division. So their letters are um, night and day, one born of sorrow, the other born of, of joy, but they share in authenticity and richness that speaks to the ability of books to guide us through life's various triumphs and trials. Wow. Very good. Okay. Some young artists so ladies inspired, huh? Yeah, for sure. I know everybody has seen the um the uh movie Hidden Figures. Uh Taraji, I think that's one of her, her best uh movies that she's done so far. But, uh, yeah, I never got around to seeing that. I'll have to see that movie one of these days. Oh. Oh man. That's that's a keeper. You know how they say you can get it on DVD or tape or whatever. Yeah, that's a that's a keeper. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I'll have to put it on my list of eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's all of our hit it and quit it for tonight. Um, let's see. We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, I'm gonna let Prince take us out. Yesterday was Prince's birthday. Had oh. he still been with us, he would have been sixty. So, oh, wow. happy birthday, Prince. We still miss you. And, yes, we're still listening, looking for new music coming out in September. A new release, rather. Not new music, but a new release. So, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with, uh, what are we coming back with? With what's popping? With Papa Didi on the Pajama Party Show. Be right back.
All right, welcome back to the John Party. When you host Papa D, I'm your kettle. Yo, kettle. Kettle's over there jamming. Hello, I here sure was. <laughs> hey, I'm here. My bad. <laughs> and red wine. Happy birthday, Prince. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Man, he looked good to be sixty, boy. If he was still with us, I'm telling you. Woo. Yeah, we lost some great ones. I heard a little documentary. Hmm. I'm sorry for eating the beets. They're so good. Do you eat beets, Kevin? No, unless it's on a salad. Hmm. Enjoy your beets. I don't know about you and red wine. All right. So, uh, let me break this all the way down and uh, find out what's popping tonight, Papa Didi. Well, you know, what's popping me tonight? I I just want to put it out there. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. I think that at some point we have to come to a conclusion, at least me anyway, I'm not going to say we. Um, I have to come to a conclusion like, where, you, where you are in your life, you know. Does your age does your age and maturity match your activities? Are you paying attention to the right things? Are you listening to the right things? Are you doing the right things? You know, are you staying informed of what's going on? You don't have to be addicted to it, but do you really know the basics of everyday now I mean sometimes I could be watching ESPN for a couple hours and I may have to click to the news so I don't be so engulfed in something that's not gonna give me the news. You know, the world could blow up and ESPN will still show me highlights of, you know, the New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you'll never get it from there. So, saying that as an example, we have to make sure that we tune into a lot of markets that are there for the people, you know. Like, as far as XM Radio is concerned. You know, XM Radio is something you can get a subscription of, you know, and uh, not very expensive. They send you the equipment and everything. Check out whoever you put in the house, the car, everywhere. You know, and this is continuous play music of wherever you go. If you travel, whatever you do, you ain't got to worry about no radio, no CD, no tape, or nothing. You got different stations to choose from. I'm not advertising for them, don't get me wrong. But it does cut back on things that you, you know, that you can do or more stuff you can listen to. It has different programs, solid shows that have different people, personalities, especially on Urban View where it talks about a few things, and you can get everything. Anything you can get on TV, you can get on XM Radio because the channel there for it. Everything from CNBC, uh, CNN, you name it. Everything, sports channel, everything is on there, you know. And um, uh, as far as Urban View, has a guy on there at noon. Uh, what's this guy's name? The uh, African brother. He's Godfrey. The, Godfrey. He's the guy that played the pilot, well, the co-pilot on uh, Soul Plane. With uh, if you remember Soul Plane, he he played Soul Plane with uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg was a pilot. Remember they were eating those mushrooms, those drug mushrooms. Well, the other the co-pilot was an African dude named Godfrey. Godfrey has a show from twelve to one on Urban View, and he's a mess. He puts it in, he gets it in. He's also a comedian. He goes out on tour and things like that. Not to mention Al Sharpton's on there a certain time. Um, in the morning you have. Uh, 
Joe Madison. Uh, just different people. You have Red Wine's boy. His name is uh, Armstrong. Oh, don't even try. Armstrong Williams. Anyway, but just getting off that beaten path, I'm just saying the fact that uh, if you get a new car that has XM radio in there, when it's due to expire, renew it. Subscribe to it. Give it some time. Don't just cut it off and let it come with your 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 car's uh, new deal. Let it go on for a minute, for a year. You know, it may cost you about fourteen, twenty-four dollars a month for a year. I mean, per month for a year or what have you. And uh, see what's up with it. Play with it. Go to the channels. You know, get get what the channels have to do with whatever you're into. Soul music, old school, sixties, seventies. My favorite station is Soul Town, where uh. They play everything. You talking about oldies back in the day? Oh man, Soul Town and the groove. The groove is good, and they got watercolors and urban view. Like I said, I'm not advertising at all, but sometime in your car, you don't want to be. You know, the whole commercial thing with these local radios is just like it's getting old. I listened to my 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 XM radio was out for a couple of days. I was forced to listen to the radio, and I was just like insulted. And like I said, it's my opinion, but I was insulted because I wasn't informed, I wasn't hearing, I wasn't knowing. And on that same level, you know, we, we have to pick up on new things as the time goes on, a year goes by. Let's pick up on on, on friends or re, redefine friendships with people you already have and find out what friends you need to kick to the curve because this is your life. And remember, you're you're totally based on the people you hang with or hang out with and stop having sympathy for people. You know, people are always shiftless and fucked up after a while we got to cut that umbilical cord and keep moving at least me anyway i'm speaking for myself you know i mean we it's not like i'm perfect or anything like that but hell i need to get around people that's a little bit better than me sometimes to show that uh see what they're doing they're positive they show me some real stuff and don't be afraid to ask questions to anybody when it comes to people whatever whoever's doing what you're doing that you like you see whatever you know, ask them. They can either say, yes, I'm going to tell you my business, or no, I won't tell you my business. So I just think that uh, we need to understand that life is out there for everybody's taking. And uh, in order to better yourself, we need to look at things. Stop looking at people's hairstyles and shit like that. Ask them real damn questions, you know. You know, not, girl, where'd you get the nails done, or where, girl, where'd you get the hair done? But, damn, girl, how'd you afford that fucking car? Or, damn, how'd you afford that nice-ass house, you know? Well, who's your accountant when it comes to your taxes? Because you seem to always get back a damn income tax check. So you know, just just strike strike the strike the thing a little stronger, you know. And one more thing I want to say. Uh, there's a, a station on cable called Axel A X C L. It's a music channel. I think it's X X X L X X is E X C X or something like that. It's on uh, at least it's on. Um, on the files network, but anyway, but uh, it's a different music. They show concerts and things like that. If you get the opportunity to go on YouTube or whatever, if you pull up Madonna's, uh, Madonna has a concert tour. It's really a, a conglomerate of all her concerts merged into what looks like one concert, but it's really through the years. And to watch Madonna and some of her theatrical scenes, how she does her songs, her whole sexual nature to things, but not sex, but her whole sexual flavor towards stuff. And she had a, a song she did called Sex. And on stage she had six beds, and it had, like, a guy and girl in one, two girls and another, two guys and another, 
another situation, another, and during the song, they were all just like making moves. It was some crazy shit. And I was like, wow. I mean, Madonna has always been innovative as hell with strike the pose and, and you name it. You know, just she's got some deep stuff. I mean, she has some deep stuff. She's an innovator. She's. I mean, if you look at some old Madonna concerts, just pull up Madonna concerts on YouTube and watch how, because every song she does in concerts, she has a story with. She has costumes with. She has coming out of ground, coming out of air. I mean, she's an older woman now, like Prince, 60, her, Michael Jackson, Prince. You know, they're all the same generation. And uh, But people can talk about her. Her children, one of her daughters calls her old and ancient or what have you. But, you know, that little knucklehead, she's rich as hell because of her mother. But anyway, you know, it's it's just it's amazing how people in their 60s, and and last thing I want to say is that I also seen a, a, document, a documentary the other day on Luther Vandross as well as George Michael, which was incredible. So between all those people, Madonna, George Michael, uh, you know, Luther Vandross, you know, we've we just been blessed with just incredible, incredible people. So anyway, that's it for me. I just, you know, seen a lot of things. I can dig it. All right. Well, it's time to lighten it up a little bit. Did you have anything you wanted to add, Kettle, before we lighten it up? No, you got Let's lighten it up. I'm ready to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to slide right into the weird news segment. And I have the first crazy news story. I've got... Minnesota woman's nasty obituary, Kathleen Dimlo died May 31st in Springfield at the age of 80, and the obituary submitted to a local newspaper by two of her children made it clear that she will not be missed by them. Her obituary, which appeared in the the Redwood Falls Gazette, begins with the usual information, including her date of birth, her marriage to Dennis Dimlo in 1957, and the two children that she had with him, whose names were Gina and Jay. Then it takes a sharp turn. It said, in 1962, she became pregnant by her husband's brother, Lyle Dimlo, and moved to California. She abandoned her children, Gina and Jay, who were then raised by her parents in Clements, Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Schunk. The obituary then read that Dimlo will now face judgment and will not be missed by Gina and Jay, and they understand that the world is a better place without her. Hmm. That was rough. God. So, okay. <laughs> as you might expect, the brutal death notice has gone viral, with most people just plain shocked and some wondering on social media why the newspaper allowed it to be printed. So the Gazette's hmm. general manager told Huffington Post that the family paid for the obituary to want to run, and that she would not address whether or not it caused a debate in the newsroom. So at least one of wow. Kathleen Dimlo's relatives thinks that she is not getting a fair shake. Dwight Dimlo mm. told the Minneapolis Star Tribune that the facts as related in the obituary are true, but that there was a lot of other stuff that was missing. So Dwight, mm. who would not specify his relationship to the deceased, said the sad thing is that there's no rebuttal. But it was more to it than that. 
it wasn't quite that simple. Wow. So those two kids okay. that she kicked to the curb and married her brother-in-law and ran off and whatnot, those two kids said, sayonara, we ain't, we're not sad about it. Uh, that was crazy. Yeah, it was. And they're going viral. Wow. Wow. Yeah, but that's how they felt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can well, you do? Well. That's a true right. thing. What can you do? Mm-hmm. Great mother ain't a mother. Right. Yeah. All right. Over to you, Papa Dini. Mother for you. I got yeah. the. Yeah. Go ahead, Papa. Liquid poo rain. <laughs> Liquid poo rains on a woman and son sit in the car. Mm. A woman in Kiloa, British Columbia, is haunted by an experience. She had nearly a month ago when she was sprayed by liquid liquid poo. Susan Allen said that on May 9th, she and her adult son were sitting in their car at the stoplight when the feces came pouring in through the sunroof. Oh, gosh. She quotes, uh, while we were sitting there, our car was Indated with liquid poo falling from the sky. Hmm. Falling from the sky. Alan told this global news company, I had it on my face, down my shirt, my entire car, and and the vehicle beside us were all covered in it. Alan said she and her, her son, Travis Sweet, Watched extreme falling as a large passenger plane flew overhead. Ah. The actual sensation of crap hitting inside your skin was something Travis and her mother would never forget. Wow. First, she said they felt a cold sensation hit the side of their face and shoulder. Then the smell of it hit their nose, he said. I almost vomited instantly. It was terrible. Administrator for Transportation Canada told her the government department would investigate the possibility of frozen laboratory race waste called uh, blue blue ice falling from an aircraft, according to the Global and uh, Mail newspaper. The investigation is still ongoing. Allen claims that as a result of the feces rain, she now has uh, a uh, like a Convectiitis, conjunctiitis in both eyes. Oh my God, conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis. What's uh, that like? Pink eye, right? I guess it's like gingivitis. Must be a cousin or nephew. Pink eye. I feel they should compensate me for my injury. She said, uh, "When and if, when and if, oh, what if we had let let go? What we what if we had swallowed a big chunk of it?" And what if it went through my son's head and killed him? And what if it came through my head and killed me? Alan told the CBC. This could be uh, a much different circumstance than just poop in my eyes, you know. Um, so they said that they would, uh, anybody who is responsible that wants to uh, help with the situation by helping her find a good lawyer or whatever, and uh, she left contact information with the newspaper and what have you, so. But how is she trying to get all this money 
based on saying what could have happened. Because if it didn't happen, if it didn't hit her in the head, it didn't knock anybody out, if it got in her eyes and ruined her car, then I would say go from charges, you know, reimbursement for that. Are you serious? But I'm saying, how do you can how do you say that? Well, it could have hit my son in the head, and this all these things that could have happened, but that's not what happened. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. How do you go after somebody to say I'm suing you for what could have happened? I, because does that even stand up in court? I'm asking the question. Well, let me tell you something. When you sue people, you go for the kahunas, okay? You go to rip the testicles out of the body, all right? And if you end up with just one testicle worth of, of redemption, then so be it. But isn't it based you, on what actually happened, loyalty. not what could have happened? It's That's not my a, question. Hold up. It's not about loyalty, love, religion, goodness, or how your mama raised you. When you so when you suing somebody's ass, you going for first of all, you sit at a stoplight and 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 plain shit falls on your head, and now you're gonna be not you're gonna be godly about it. You're gonna say, oh well, I just want to get my car washed. I just wanted to. I was asking a question. This is how you sound. Cattle, help me out. I'm asking a question. Crucify her. Crucify her. Don't help her out. You get in a bind like that. And you start saying, well, you know, it could have done this, it could have done that. But if those aren't the things that did happen, and when you go to court, do you just go to court for the things that did happen? Or can you actually go after them for money for things that might have happened? Of it. That's the, I'm going to give you a prime example on that, what, what could happen. Uh, with um, Halle Berry and her first husband. Now, they divorced, but he sued her on her potential of what she was going to make later on, and he won, even though he was signing a a bigger contract than her. She wasn't even a big actress then. She wasn't in big tickets. She wasn't even making $20 million a picture at that time, but her potential of what she was going to make, he sued her for that, and he got it. He won. So, yeah, it can't be done. It is is what it is. But I'm talking about... I'm saying when it's bodily injury involved, if I'm in a car accident and it's the other person's fault and I end up with a concussion, but then I sue mm-hmm. them because I say, well, I could have ended up dead. I could have ended up in a coma. I could have ended no, up no, see, with, nobody, you know, my arm could have fallen all, off. No, no, no. But no, no, what no, happened was no. I had a concussion. No, I nobody, can't sue you because I might have ended up in a coma. Nobody's talking like that. The word that all this stuff you're saying, they put that all in one word. That's it's called punitive. Punitive is the mm-hmm. whole thing in a nutshell. You get you could sue somebody for the reason for doing it. Now your punitive damages is going to be a hundred thousand dollars for all the what could have been so because that's what that person pain and is neglected. Right? Exactly. That is? Okay. Same thing. All the stuff that could happen. Now just say somebody take one of those that little doo doo. Mm-hmm. And they put it on a T-shirt on the dining room table as an example. And after 20 minutes, that T-shirt starts to burn. Mm-hmm. Now, what if you was knocked out and that, that doo-doo started burning on the back of your T-shirt before the police came and, and got you because the first one hit you in the head and knocked you out, like she's saying. All this stuff could happen, and none of it would have happened if the doo-doo didn't come out of the sky. 
So now I'm suing you because the doo-doo came out of the sky. It has okay. nothing to do with what happened, what didn't happen. Okay. Neglect- I wasn't arguing that it wasn't fair. I was asking the question mm-hmm. of how does that work. And you know one thing. Just, let me say this one thing. Because it just seems like, well, really, how far can you go? But let me say one thing, too. In a car accident, a lot of people don't realize, when you have a car accident or your car gets hit traumatically or your car gets banged by the side or whatever, people have to understand that your mufflers and your catalytic converters they're like thermos bottles. Remember the thermos bottle back in the day? Mm-hmm. You take to work with the coffee, but what happens when you drop it? Oh, yeah. Now that little inside, inside breaks. You can't see the glass because it's inside the tubing. Mufflers are made out of the same thing. A lot of people don't realize they have a car crash. In most cases, you've got to change your exhaust system because your exhaust system has the very same thing in there. It has a, 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 a silicone area in there that, that, that the, the emissions goes through one way and this goes through that way. And everything. Anyway. Okay. Red wine is trying to shut me up. Anyway. Uh, let, let me, let's keep moving. Well, I have yeah, we one last weird news. Auto theft suspect arrested with monkey clinging to his shirt. As arrest go, this one was bananas. When deputies in um, Pasco County, Florida, arrested Cody Blake Tension, on Friday, after he allegedly drove a stolen car into a ditch, they were shocked to discover in a compliance a what a, cap, a capuchin monkey clinging to his what are you feet. saying? An accomplice? No, it's a type of monkey. Oh, I don't know. Capuchin? A capuchin monkey clinging to his <laughs> pink polo shirt. Okay. So Henson 23 of Holy Hill was arrested while fleeing the scene, and there's, uh, and, and that's when officers noticed his uh, primate companion, who was named appropriately enough Monk. Okay. Henson, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Henson told officers that Monk was three years old, and he had owned his, him since uh, the monkey was three days old. He also said the animal came from a breeder in South Carolina and claimed there was no licenses or permit. Uh, required in that state. However, Henson didn't have an exotic animal permit for the monkey. So the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission took the animal into custody and dropped Monk off at a nearby private sanctuary. Uh, Henson Henson has been um, charged with auto theft in a different jurisdiction, a felony. He remains behind bars on $5,000 bonds. Uh, he could face additional charges for not having the exotic animal permit. Wow. Wow. So they took his pet Crazy. monkey? They took his pet monkey. He's been having him since, him since he was three days old. Oh. Oh, wow. But he was clinging on his leg. I bet he was. Just like well, the damn snakes in the car. I don't think so. Yeah, that was crazy, too. I heard that one earlier in the week. Yeah, that just that, oh, well. that crazy stuff don't make no sense. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Well, All if you right. want to join the conversation, give us a call nine one four eight zero three four three zero six and press one. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna keep it moving and go right into. I'm just saying, because I'm gonna talk about your boy forty five. You know his latest antics. I gotta talk about it. So, is that cool, Kettle? Let me go right into it. 
Yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Let's keep rocking and rolling. All right. Well, I'm just saying tonight, my question is, who does that? And I'm talking to you, DT. Who does that? Now, there was a lot of controversy over something that should have been real simple and straightforward. In previous White House administrations, the winning sports teams get invited to meet and be honored by the president. And it pretty much should go without saying, right? But not with this president. This time, he invited the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles, shout out to the Eagles, and had the program all set up, including a military marching band and all. But when the Eagles started saying that many of them were not interested in coming and planned not to attend, Trump pulled back the invitation. Now, I don't know if that was to save face or what, but bottom line is that ship had already sailed. Now you just look pressed and juvenile by uninviting the team after you heard many of them didn't want to come see you. It's like trying to quit a boyfriend before he quits you just so you can say you broke up with him first. I mean, really? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, who does that? Then he turned the program into a military music program and stood up there trying to sing along to these military and patriotic songs that he didn't even know the words to. So now he's standing up there looking crazy again. I mean, how... Who does that? DT? Come on, 45. Who does that? I, I just really have to wonder, is he so self-absorbed and non-self-aware that he thinks it's everybody else and not him? Even when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, Tom Brady claimed that he had some family obligation and he didn't go to the White House. And there was a portion of the team that went, but Tom Brady wasn't there. And Tom Brady is about as Republican as you can get, and that says a lot. And last year when the Golden State Warriors won won the uh, NBA championship, Steph Curry had been openly criticizing Trump, Trump about everything that he's been screwing up, and Trump rescinded their team invitation. Again, I guess to save face, I don't know. Trump tweeted that Curry hesitated and that the invitation was a great honor, so now it's canceled. You know, that's the kind of stuff he tweets out. Again, who does that? So if he thinks that people don't like him and he plans to keep revoking invitations to get back at them, that is just so juvenile. You need to grow up. You know, I mean, is that like a discipline measure? I don't know. Here's what he doesn't get. Nobody is that pressed to come and shake his hand and have a photo taken with somebody that they don't admire they don't trust and don't respect. When the 2017 WNBA Minnesota Lynx won their championship, they didn't even get an invitation to the White House. So I guess size is important to this president. He wants to go after the so-called big fish. I wonder if that's why he listened to Kim Kardashian uh, and pardoned the great-grandma this week. I don't think he can handle all that booty up there in the Oval Office, and he was losing his mind. He probably would have done anything Kim asked for. Good thing she used her booty power for a good cause. So I'm just saying, now that the Washington Capitals have won the Stanley Cup, and shout out to the Capitals. Took them 40 years, but they finally got one. And you know they only have one black player. His name is Devontae Smith-Pelly. And he's already said before they won that if we win, and if we get invited, I'm not going. He already said that. So now that they won, 
He says, no, I'm not going to the White House if we get invited. So I wonder if Trump is going to resend their invitation or if he'll even extend one to them. My guess is that he will because the majority of the team is non-black. So I'm just saying again, who does that? The answer is 45. He does that because he's petty that way. I don't know. I think all of this is just going to bite him in the butt eventually, but we'll see. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, grow up, 45. Stop having Twitter tantrums. It's unbecoming to the office that you hold, and you're just embarrassing yourself and the rest of the country. Give us all a break. Just grow up. Okay, that was a good one. All right, let me red wine. Mm-hmm. Just saying. All right, we will move on into living for the city. I got to cool down. Stuff gets me worked up. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. That orange-haired man. Anyway, what you got for us tonight, Papa Didi, living for the city? Well, I just saw advertising for a movie called Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, boy. Two things that I hate that I see <laughs> every time I go anywhere, ants and wasps, and I got a can of rave for both their ass. <laughs> anyway, um, living for the city tonight, I want to I wanna talk just for a minute. I, I'm not going to take a lot of time on this because I'm trying to get a friend of mine um, to come on the program and let's interview him concerning his doubt as millions of other uh, people of color with uh, high sugar, um, diabetes, borderline diabetes, and things of this nature. So we can speak on that and, and inform the people of what uh, what they need to do, how they need to change their life. It's not a major change, you know, but it's, a, it's an awareness change. It's a label-reading change because this change will save your life, you know, and um, it's just becoming very prominent, you know, that all the, the sodas and juices of the world are just totally polluted with uh, sugar, just like nicotine is on cigarettes and and everything else is out there that's just not good for you. And we really got, there's a lot, not a lot of ways to to uh, battle that because everything has sugar in its own way. And it's almost like a, a damn game of Russian roulette of you trying to choose the right things to do or the right things to drink or to eat, and it's, it's a it's a battle. The battle trying to keep your sugar down by avoiding sugar is an all-day process. You're constantly reading labels. You're diluting stuff to, to cut back on the, the sugar, and you're so many things involved. And, and I have a good friend of mine who's battling diabetes and has been for years, and we're trying to get him on, on the show probably uh, next week if we can. And... Uh, interview him concerning his battles and relative battles and the things we should do and maybe some foods we should we can eat, some fruits we can eat, some nuts and things, whatever is necessary to keep things down at a certain level. Because everything has to be at a certain level because diabetes goes in so many different forms and affects you in so many different ways. And if you let it go, it starts to attack your organs and things like that. And many, many people have passed on from it, you know, case in point, uh, Luther Van Dross. Uh, and not to mention many, many other people. So we're, we're going to uh, get on that campaign and start talking about that series, all about the uh, diabetes, borderline diabetes, uh, high sugar, 
And, uh, you know, and then you got the other aspect where you got the high blood pressure, which is the other aspect. So, but we'll take one thing at a time. We'll go with the uh, high sugar and diabetes, and then we'll go over to the high blood pressure. So, just to let you know some things coming up on the show. All right, Papa Dean. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, we're going to take a little CC. We're going to take a little CC. We're going to keep moving. Yes, take a little CC. If you're ready, let's keep it moving. Let's get on the West Coast and see what's going on. All right, yes, ma'am. I will do. All right. As we talked about earlier, the big topic about Anthony Bourdain, unfortunately, that was the... um, uh, big news for uh, today that was breaking news. Um, CNN confirmed that Bourdain's death on Friday and said the cause of death was suicide. Of course, when he was 61, Anthony Bourdain, a gifted storyteller and writer who took CNN viewers around the world. Uh, they go on to say, it is with extraordinary sadness we can confirm the death of our friend and colleague, Anthony Bourdain. Um, his love of great adventure, new friends, fine food and drink, and the remarkable stories of the world made him a unique storyteller. His talents never cease to amaze us, and we will miss him very much. Uh, Bourdain was in France working on an upcoming episode of his award-winning CNN um, series, Parts Unknown. I mean, everybody watched that. Um, he was with his close friend, Eric um, Rippert. He was the uh, a French chef. Um, he found Bourdain unresponsive in his hotel room uh, Friday morning. Yep. Um, so it goes on to say also Bourdain was a master of his craft. Um, through his TV shows and books, he, he explored the human condition and helped audiences think differently about food. He really did. Along the way, he received... Um, Every award the industry has had to offer. Uh, in 2013, the Peabody Award um, judges honored Bourdain and Parts Unknown for expanding um, our palate and horizon equal measure about food. So he will truly be missed. Um, yes, even the Smithsonian's, yeah, even the Smithsonian's once called him the original um, rock star of the culinary world. The Elvis of Bad Boy Chefs. Wow. Everybody mm-hmm. talks about them. But, I mean, that, that's a big issue. Um, they do talk about um, the suicide rate. This is the 10th leading cause of death in the country. And they do have a, a national suicide hotline, 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. And that's um, a 24-7 hotline, 365 days out the year. So... Also, on another note, um, you guys are familiar with Chris Farley. Remember the um, the comedian Chris Farley? Oh yeah, I remember uh, him. On, right, he was on uh, Saturday Night Live. His family is suing um, a company called Trek over name of fat tired uh, bikes. So the family of the late comedian and film star Chris Farley has filed a federal lawsuit against Trek bicycles for naming its fat tire bike, Mike's Farley, allegedly, 
allegedly the Wisconsin-based um, company misappropriated Farley's name and is profiting on his fat guy brand of comedy. Chris Farley, he was born and raised in Madison about 30 miles from Waterloo, which the um, company is based out of. Um, his uh, company, uh, Make Him Smile, a company founded and run by Farley's family to protect his publicity and property rights, said damages could exceed $10 million. Track said any damages were um, purely speculative. So um, wow. I'm like, hey, you, you can't do stuff like that without folks getting paid. Just, just say, you know, come to them and, and be honest about it and say, look, we'll give you X, Y, Z amount of money. They're going to either say yes or no. You can't do stuff undercover. Yeah, get permission. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? That's what I'm saying. People are going to try you. Um, also, on another note, the fashion designer, um, um, I know you've heard earlier, Kate Spade, she was found dead. She was only 55. She um, Spade's uh, body was discovered by a housekeeper at her Upper um, East Side apartment. Um, they also said her husband, um, he was home at the time of her death. So it must be a big house. Maybe we didn't know what, what area of the house she was in. I'm not sure. Um, wow! It goes, yeah, it goes on to say we are all devastated by her um, by her death. Um, Spade, who was an accessory editor at Mademoiselle magazine, launched her company with husband Andy in their apartment in 1993. She started the company based on six shapes of bags that um, she said that she thought that every working woman uh, needed. Um, she's also the um, uh, sister-in-law of David Spade, the actor. Right. So, I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, okay. And she opened her first store in New York City in 96. Um, she's won all kind of accolades, um, awards, and also, too. So she was in over 140 retail shops and outlets across the U.S. and uh, more than 175 shops international. Wow. She is truly going to be missed. And on the last note, there is a settlement between um, the um, rapper Birdman and Little Wayne. I haven't heard from Little Wayne in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. He has been in an ongoing lawsuit with uh, Birdman, uh, Birdman's record label, Cash Money Records. Wayne was promised an $8 million advance for recording um, uh the Carter Five, which is a, a album he's supposed to be coming out with, an additional two million dollars after the project was done, but didn't get a dime and wanted his contract um, with Cash Money terminated. So they finally came to an agreement. He got his ten million. The project was released, and the rest is history. Long story short, but even that's all, folks. <laughs> okay, then. my Hollywood right, wrap up for the night. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the Hollywood wrestle. You're very welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our sympathy goes out to the Spade family and the Bourdain family. Yeah, it's just a lot going on with that mental health. It it, it really is. Yeah. You think people Give that are on top out of one the world? Okay. Yeah. You think people are on top again? of the world, but um, they're not. One eight one eight hundred two seven three talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the number to call. Yeah, for the suicide hotline. Yeah, right. 
So you can talk <sighs> to anybody 24-7, 365 days out of the year. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good yeah. to know. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for the cocktail of the week. And I've got right, one for yeah. you tonight. It's called the Bourbon Lancer. This is a real simple one to make and very tasty. It's uh, made with two-thirds parts of bourbon, whatever kind of bourbon you prefer, three dashes of bitters, champagne, and a slice of lemon. Real easy. So you want to fill a highball glass with ice cubes. Then you add the two-third parts bourbon, top it with champagne, garnish it with a lemon slice. Simple drink, very tasty. So I recommend you give it a try. If you never tried a bourbon-based drink, you might want to try this one. I think you might like it. That's the Bourbon Lancer. And we'll put that recipe up on the... Yeah, we'll put it up on the website. Uh, Should be updated by tomorrow on apajamaparty.com. You can click on Cocktail of the Week and get the recipe. All right, uh, Papa Didi, can you tell the people about uh, the world-famous... Kiss It List. What's that about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kiss it. Time to really put people on blast. It is. Everybody to show their butt, honey. And, uh, is it short tonight? Yeah, I only have a few. I'm sure there's more, but we're just going to call out a few. Uh, mm-hmm. Am I starting off? Okay, I've got Scott Pruitt. For running up all that money and acting a fool over at the EPA. We have James Alsop. That's that white nationalist that just got elected to some kind of GOP position. We have Kelly Sadler, the White House aide who left after she was disrespectful uh, with regard to, uh, uh, gosh, John McCain. Yeah. Uh, we also have Brian Colangelo who is the ex-now president of the 76ers. I think he's throwing his wife under the bus, letting her take the hit for what he did, but it is what it is. Also, that guy Bobby Edwards, who was enslaving that uh, brother down in South Carolina in Conway, who has a mental disability. Mm-hmm. I hope he goes to jail for a long, long time for what he did. And that's one of the original property owners down there in Conway. That's why he still got his little BS store. Mm-hmm. Because they ran stuff down there anyway. It's just a mess. That's why I don't know why people are moving down to South Carolina and all that golf crap. That area is so racist. Hey, they like it. Also, we got uh, Trump, just for all of the mess he talks, unnecessary tweets. I do want to call him out for some tweet he made about uh, Serena Williams. He said some comment Uh-oh. about Serena is intimidated. By the beauty of Marina, uh, uh, what's her name? Sharapova. Maria Sharapova. Maria Sharapova, the other tennis player. I'm like, That's what? Why she dropped out of the. the uh, really? That's talking about she's intimidated yeah. by her beauty. She's, she's I'm dropped. like, why is the president oh of the United God. States even talking about this? Open because she's intimidated by the beauty of. Oh uh, please! That's why he stays on the kiss it list. Uh, you got anybody, Papa Diddy? Um. I don't know. I, I wasn't going to be in on Oprah, but I, I'll leave her alone. Okay. Carol, you got... Ah! Don't talk about my girl, uh, Papa. I don't like um, taking yeah. on everything. I'm taking too much real estate. I'm taking 
Yeah. Who you got, Kettle? Uh, Scott Pruitt, you got him? Yeah, I got him. And uh, James Alsup? Got him. Okay, all right. And then the guy, Bobby Paul Edward. Okay, you got him. I guess everybody's covered. All right. Well, here's a prize for everybody on this week's Kissing List. Kiss Enjoy. My entire My ass. You can Back at the pajama party, I'm uh, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And, and red wine. And me, Bonsoir. Oh, okay, Bonsoir. Gonna, we're gonna wrap it up and get to this last word and get on out of here. We got All clubs right. to go to. All right, man. Um, who's up first, Papa D? Yeah, I'll go first. What's your last word? Uh, my last word is uh, I just like we were talking about earlier with the uh, health and comfort segment. If you come in here with different situations, we got to do with people's health and all this. Tighten up on that, you know. And uh, I'm just hoping that uh, I wasn't going to be able to Oprah at all, but I just I just wish Oprah could build her own library in D.C. Build her own big beautiful building. That way, the people that go there will be dedicated to your cause, and you know, to your fans. And you can put whatever you want to put in there. Four or five floors of everything you got. You know, but the uh, the Black History Museum, you know, save a little space for other people. A lot of people came out before you. No disrespect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I just want to say, uh, again, happy birthday to Prince. Still missing you, but still listening to your music every day. Because uh, that's what I do. I'm a dedicated Prince fan. Also, shout out to uh, the Bourdain family and the Spade family and their loss. And it's just not just their loss. It's all of our loss. I love mm-hmm. Kate Spade's bags, you know. I, I had a couple of knockoffs of her designs because I couldn't handle the, the straight-up Kate Spade. But I did have a couple of knockoffs, and I love those purses. So I just want to uh, just say uh, check us out online at apajamaparty.com. And uh, shout out to the family. Everybody who's convalescing, hope you get better soon. Over to you, Kettle. Uh, my last word is about um, mental health. That's, that's one of them. Um, I guess we just have to stay vigilant and um, just, just be aware of mental health. Um, especially these police officers out here. Uh, I believe they need more training as far as dealing with someone's mental health. I'm not saying be a social worker, but they just have to be more sensitive to um, 
each situation that they're dealing with. Um, everybody's not a criminal, and uh, just just take time with people. I mean, you know, um, conversate with them. Don't just grab them and push them down and throw them down, handcuff them, and then, you know, talk. Talk to them first, but, you know, who am I? Also, I want to give a shout-out to, um, I have some family in town, uh, especially Nikki. I'm going to get you, Nikki. You beat me in cards, and I'm going to get you back. That's all I'm going to say. My family from North Carolina, shout-out to them. Hope they have a safe trip back tomorrow, and uh, love you guys. I'm out in the kettle. All right. Well, this is the Pajama Party Show. We do this every Friday night at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Six o'clock on the West Coast, and you can fill in the in-between. Uh, we just want to thank you for listening to us. Shout out to DC Homegrown, our parent company. They pay the bills, keep the lights on, keep us on the air. We appreciate that so much, DC Homegrown. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's all. So we'll be working on those health segments coming up to try to enlighten and share some information with our listeners, who we appreciate so very much. And uh, until next Friday night. Visit us online and uh, tell some folks about us, apajamaparty.com. You can visit us there. We'll do it again next Friday night. Say good night, Papa. Good night. Say good night, cattle. Good night. And this is Red Wine. Good night, Red Wine. Bonsoir until next week. We're out. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Jabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.